already know that it is JP here, testing one, two, three, live with OG Emoshi. We are disseminating that Dragon Ball lore for you today. Good morning, good night, good afternoon. What's going good on, night. everyone? So where where did we leave off last time? Because I remember we we were talking about Ultra Instinct, but you were saying something in particular. I know we agreed on the narrative disillusion that the Granola arc made due to the Tournament of Power ending, but I don't remember necessarily exactly where we were headed after that. The only two things that I really talked about was the Ultra Instinct and Jiren. Oh, yeah. Well, well we were talking about the Jiren special, so I guess we should go back to Ultra Instinct, um, and I'll, I guess I'll take the lead for this, and I'll pass it to you. So, Kobe? basically, I guess I will go off from this, because I'm assuming this will be listened to in tandem with the other two. So continuing from my Ultra Instinct rant and my in you know internalization or headcanon of the Ultra Instinct transformation and technique as a concept in Dragon Ball Super is that it is definitely a divine technique or transformation beyond that of even a, a divine sand transformation or even that of a sand. And not only that, but uh, and I, I brought this up in our group chats earlier, and I don't mean to keep um, you know bringing that up, but breaking out of the norms here, um, and this is my own headcanon interpretation of Ultra Instinct, I like to always bring up the Bruce Lee water montage video. If you guys know what I'm talking about, or if anyone listening know what I'm talking about, if you've studied MMA or martial arts, you've probably seen this old black and white graining field where Bruce Lee is basically meditating and saying to be water, my friend. It's a very, very famous Bruce Lee quote. I see it all over the internet. I love bringing up that because I feel like that concept goes perfectly in tandem with Omen Ultra Instinct when it first came out. And I'm, I'm starting to remember where we left off or where I left off last time. Basically, how... Ultra Instinct as a concept transformation and technique could have been evolved and innovated without being rushed and lazily written in Chapter 72 of the Granola Arc, in my opinion, right? So we saw that Omen, like I said before, we said Omen was just half of Ultra Instinct being used and mostly being used in defensive matter. I don't feel the need to bring up the specifics again. I said it, I'm pretty sure, twice in the last podcast. Now, going past Omen Ultra Instinct into Mastered, and funny enough, because it kind of does relate to the future Canola arc, even though I still disagree with it, because like I said, it's lazily executed and implemented. Basically, at the end of the Tournament of Power, it's assumed that when Goku went Mastered Ultra Instinct and fought Jiren, that not only did Jiren go his own version of Ultra Instinct as well that was equal to Goku's, but it was definitely within the last five to seven minutes of the tournament. Based on the time that we've seen in the anime, because the tournament is supposed to be 40 minutes, and based on how long we see Goku in the transformed state, I would wager or say it's fair to say that Goku lasted five minutes in Master Ultra Instinct at the end of the Tournament of Power. And at that point, they never mentioned anything about him not being able to stay in that form long. I just thought that his body couldn't handle a transformation that strong at that point when he first got it, and he only had it quickly. Kind of like the same thing they said with Super Saiyan God. 
maybe Super Saiyan God was Yamoshi's theoretical limit, and maybe Master Ultra Instinct was Goku's true theoretical limit. And I also believe in that statement, and I know it's headcanon, but I choose to believe in that statement based off what we says that, you know, those transformations uh, alongside with Vegeta getting blue evolution broke those former shells they had. It broke past the current limits they had. So that that's what I mean when I say that. Master Ultra Instinct didn't really show us a, a sign or indicator of stamina. I believe stamina plays a factor in every transformation. I'm not being dense to that. But specifically when it comes to what the, what the authors and animators illustrated and showed us and depicted in the anime, I'm assuming that Goku went Master Ultra Instinct for five minutes and he over overpowered himself. He surged himself. Like he didn't lose the transformation because he was necessarily tired. I would I would argue that he wasn't tired at all when he was fighting Jiren and Ultra Instinct. And I feel like he lost that transformation just because it was too much for his body to handle all at once for too long. And now they're showing they're expanding upon that in the granola arc, but I still think it's lazily implemented because they're just saying, oh, uh, Master Ultra Instinct gets weaker the longer you're in it. And I'm like, how? You know? Because like I just said, we, we more than likely saw Goku go full power out Master Ultra Instinct on Jiren for five minutes. And it didn't seem like his power was waning at all. Also, even in the Moro arc, in the manga, when I was reading the Moro arc chapters, it didn't look like his power was waning or decreasing when he was in Master it seemed like he was switching back and forth to conserve his own key and stamina because he was gauging Moro's power level. I don't, I don't get the feeling he was going full, uh, full out. So that's all I'll say on, on that end of how I feel about Ultra Instinct for now. I'll let you take the mic. Well, I can't really contest a lot of, like, the particular factual things because, like, I kind of just put, like, like, Dragon Ball, like, down. Like, I mess with it, immerse myself in it every day. But I'm kind of wait. I was waiting for more, more episodes, more you know manga, more chapters to appear, so I can have something for like a binge, or have something you know binge read, binge watch that type of thing. Um, so I say that along the lines of like the moral arc, because like the moral arc skimmed it a little bit. I ain't really read it, read it, and even the granola arc went into it to some degree to to the extent of knowing like you know how they're messing up, but like. At the same time, from the space of binging, I also, like, didn't get into it because I already, like, kind of got the vibe of what was going to happen and that, you know, happened to come full circle to the extent of the recent granola news. Um, Definitely, which is why we're talking about it. And quick interjection before I let you finish up. Um, I'm actually way more of a fan of the moral arc than I am of the granola arc, just saying that I feel like there was I would think anybody would be. There was less, um, you know, confusing bits about the moral arc. Even when people complained about Goku giving Moro the sensu bean, I felt like that was just a callback to the Cell games, and that was it. That was more of a reference than Goku being stupid, in my opinion. See, I didn't even know that, but I would probably, like, call that both, if that's really what took place. Like I would, I would say that that's both because Goku has done enough. Like there's been a, there's been enough times where it's like, yo, so you telling me you really gonna let him live? <laughs> Is that yeah, what you saying? That that's why I I love Vegeta's character and personality more than Goku. 
I like Goku as much as the other guy. You know, I'm I'm just as Goku centric as the average person. But Vegeta just makes more sense to me. I feel like if I was in Dragon Ball, I would be Vegeta. Like, yeah, we should get rid of this guy quickly before he blows up the Earth. Like, almost all of them try to do half the time. <laughs> I guess on some Sun stuff, he's always like, "Yo, I could be friends with this. I can be friends with this. We can be friends." So I can smack the dog shit out of you the next time I see you, and then we can laugh about it because I'm better than you. That that's that's the only other way to look at it. It's it's I crazy guess. where he be coming from, but you know, um, I can't say along those lines like I was saying prior. Yeah, I would say like OG Emoshi basically like like you know, I would say fleshed out most of my Ultra Instinct complaints like on the nitty gritty like you know like factual basis just because I'm waiting. I'm just waiting because I knew that the disappointment would happen. So it's like, yo, I might as well wait so at least I have content to, you know, devour. I don't really like, you know. uh For any viewers or listeners listening to the podcast, potentially, even though we haven't published it yet, uh, potentially in the future. Publish all three at the same time. The other two are processed. Potentially in the future, listeners. Um, Also, on this subject of rushing continuity, there was no announcement of a new Dragon Ball game at this year's E3 and no announcement of a Dragon Ball Xenoverse 3. And honestly, although I know it's been like damn near three or four years, I still think it's a safe call. And I'm not entirely upset at that fact that when we're not getting a new Xenoverse because as JP Caduceus has clearly said, the anime and the manga hasn't really continued due to all the COVID pandemic nonsense going around right now. So a lot of things are getting postponed and pushed back. But even if that wasn't the case, I wouldn't want them or the, the industry, Namco Bandai, to rush out a half-baked Xenoverse 3 just like they did too with barely any content to work with. Because as, as of right now, as it stands, we only have two new arcs to really work with. So if they made a Xenoverse 3, what, what are they going to do? Just add two new characters and that's it? Like, how would the DLC work? How would it... Ex- you see what I mean? So just, just saying that real quickly. Uh... Well, I feel like there's 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 a real there's a way there's a way around that just because you know like if they give us the proper roster from the beginning, if they still want to make no, you know the, the characters exactly from the new I mean when I elaborated that like even if they give us all the proper characters from the beginning, the only two new characters we would have is Granola and Moro. We we still need a little bit more possibly. Okay, but that that, that 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 just means hold off on the DLC. I don't need DLC immediately. No, it, that's what just I'm hold saying. off on it. They and they should also wait until we get more manga continuity and anime continuity. That's what I'm saying. I hear it. Um, um, whatchamacallit? Uh, game-wise, I can't really, like, I can't, I can't really speak on Dragon Ball, because I'm, I'm, I'm more disappointed about that than anything else, but, um, I, I, I could, I could say it's, it's, it's probably just on par with how I felt about the Granola thing. I just didn't have as, you know, an adamant a stance on it because like I did predicted it like months before yeah, and, it even and came out. Funny enough, it's all JP Caduceus fault while we're doing the podcast. He he was saying, Oh, Granola's gonna be stronger than Broly eventually. And I'm just like Because I knew I'm, that Akira was gonna write I'm, 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 I'm on Planet Vegeta with my sand battle armor and, and the loudspeaker yelling, No the fuck he's not. <laughs> that's basically what happened. So that's why we're here. I really felt like like i i think that the whole ultra instinct you know basis genome etc 
is, you know, bullcrap, at least from the space of the context of granola. But I wholeheartedly believe that granola would be stronger than Broly and possibly even Goku to certain variants based off. And this is before, before the, any, of this, any of this information came out, any of this information came out at all, like not even weeks, yeah. months, like months where That's I just felt that I way. I felt the need to voice these opinions and express myself on this podcast because I, I just refused. Like even right now, they're saying that um, the granola that Goku fought and lost to twice in a sparring match was a clone of Granola that was using 25% of his power. And, and that's Granola, blasphemous Granola, hairline. Granola stated himself that he's going to have to use 50% of his all of his power to equal that of Goku and Master Ultra Instinct. But, 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 no jumping the gun yet. Because right after he says that, he also says he's saving the other half for Frieza. So we don't know if he means he's going to output, you know, his true power or if he's like just outputting of uh, like half of it in terms of saving energy to fight Frieza after. Although with Goku being the, the bigger threat, I would imagine that statement would be applied to him using all of his power. I can completely resonate. Yeah, and, and this is my biggest problem. And to, to finish off Ultra Instinct, and I don't mean to, to take over the mic, but this was primarily for me to voice my opinions about what's going on with one of my favorite characters in Transformations in all of fiction. Basically, this is an, another uh, example of ludonarrative distance that I was talking about earlier, bringing up back now, because if Ultra Instinct is this almighty divine technique transformation that surpasses most god forms by milestones why destroy it how, in the next arc no not even that how damn fuck, near though how the how the fuck can't goku of all people in ultra instinct one of the strongest almighty transformations we've been over this the greatest fighter could, in the universe couldn't detect that he was fighting a clone with with half of the strength what so what what is the point of ultra instinct how strong is ultra instinct if goku can't even distinguish clones i thought we were past this stuff already like I said, oh, and on a, in, the, in the most optimistic perspective, I have to assume that Akira Toriyama is going to write a way in which this makes I sense. I hope so. Because it's not that it does. Like we were saying, this goes this to further, and this is the final third point of the ludonarrative dissonance, to further expedite it, right? It, it kind of retcons the end of the Tournament of Power in a way, because like I said, Goku was considered to be the strongest, and based on Beerus' reaction to Mastered Ultra Instinct, and Based on everyone's getting up at the end, like it seemed like Beerus was shook because Goku mastered it faster and more than him. So it seemed like at that point, Beerus, like like a lot of people would, would disagree with me, but the main consensus is Beerus was either afraid of Goku at that point or Beerus was uh, excited to fight Goku at that point. But the point is, remember what I said earlier, the narrative was Goku and Jiren were the strongest mortals that surpassed all the gods. And if Goku beat Jiren, then that means Goku was the strongest mortal. So, like, at that point, we were relegating Beerus to the side. Everyone was basically saying Beerus was third strongest. But if Goku can't differentiate the difference between a, a Granola clone with 25% of his power, I honestly feel like Goku's nowhere near Beerus's level. Goku can't fight Beerus at all. And it's, it's so bizarre because what we see at the end of the Tournament of Power is, like, contradicting evidence. It's, 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 just, it's just frustrating. I know it's frustrating. The only other thing or way I can basically, you know, like see it or see it as is that 
one could say, based off how they were to write it now, Beerus was excited, yes, or possibly scared. You could say either or, but that would be from a level of perspective or context that, you know, he's putting, you know, his self, but one of his selves as Beerus, like one of his power levels, like, it's like he was putting that within the context of that because he already understands, yo, there are depths to my power. There are layers. I am an onion. So I'm just surprised that this man was actually able to do this based off my training, like what I actually accomplished and how long it took me. Because the man is like, I don't even think he's 60. I think based off the fact that it's in between GT and Dragon Ball Z, but it's still basically Dragon Ball Z. He's 40. He's because Vegeta's older than him. Yeah. So Vegeta's like 46 or something, 45. 